Hey, BT here. Are you looking for ways to boost sales in your business? If so, you're in luck. For the next five Tuesdays, David will be bringing to the podcast feed a recent training he did, which we're calling the Inner Game of Sales series. Be sure to listen in over these next five weeks to learn the tips and tricks necessary to boosting your income in a short period of time. David knows sales, and he's here to make selling easier, more profitable, and a hell of a lot more fun. Let's go. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. People will talk them, themselves out of doing something good all the time. The statistics, if you study this, are unbelievable. Unbelievable, the statistics. Do you know one of the biggest problems that medicine has in the field of medicine? Like when they write prescriptions, getting people to take their medicine. A person will go to the doctor, they will have some kind of thing going on with them, they will get a prescription and go home and not take it or not take it correctly. Like you're sick, you're having a problem, you want the result, but people won't do it. But you know where that changes? Because I think it's something around 45% of people will take it without any problem whatsoever. And the rest do not take it based on how it's prescribed. But if you, if you change it and you take the medicine away from them and it becomes medicine for their pets, in other words, they had to take their pet to the vet, it goes up to like 97%. They will give the pet the medicine as prescribed on time on a regular basis. It's really weird the way people think. It, it really is very weird. It's amazing how we will talk ourselves out of so many good things for ourselves. Now, as a salesperson, if you understand this, you can also understand how to help a person get to a place where they don't do that. Because that's your job as a salesperson in order to influence them, to get to a place where they can literally help themselves help themselves. That is one of the greatest services that you can actually do. It's not convincing anybody of anything, but it's helping them understand the reasons why they want to do something and how important it is, and then creating the space for them to literally stand in their yes powerfully for whatever they want to buy. And remember, it does not matter what you're selling. It's the same thing for everything, okay? So now... This person has this want or this need. But if you're in this energy, when you're talking to them, you have to get, you have to get this sale. And there's literally fear that's going on inside of yourself that you might not make this sale. This person over here, they start to feel off. Now I say off because it's different for every person. A person that is not really conscious, that's picking up energy from somebody else, will start to feel bad, but they don't know why. They don't know why. And I'll guarantee you, you have all had this experience. So let me give this scenario to you. Let's say that you're going to an average store, you're gonna buy a washing machine or something. 
right? And you go into the store, you have an idea of what you want, right? This is, this is a, it's a, it's a semi-large purchase. It's, you know, maybe a couple, couple thousand dollars. It's not the, the end of the world or anything, but it's significant. And you go in and a salesperson comes up to you and they start talking to you about what they, what you want. And they're showing you through words, gestures, and writing the things that, are, that you're, you are saying is important to you. But as this person continues to go on, even though your intellect is going, this all seems right, you're feeling something off inside. Like there's something that's not right here. You can't put your finger on it, but there's something that's not right. It causes you to mistrust the person or the product or the store. And if you're with somebody, you're like, let's get out of here. Let's, let's make an excuse and get the hell out of here. So I don't, something not right about this. I don't know what it is, but I'm not taking a chance. We have all had this experience before. Does it mean that the salesperson was corrupt or they were a crook? Or No, it doesn't mean anything. Although they could be, it doesn't necessarily mean that. It could mean that the salesperson has a quota that they have to make. And their whole job is on the line if they don't sell five washing machines this month. And it's like two days to the end of the month and they've only sold three and they're trying to do everything that they can. They're scared to death that they're going to lose their job if they don't make, your, make you as a sale. And you're picking up on it. You start to feel bad. And when this happens, the person that's the prospect will say no. They will say no in whatever way that they say no. When they say no, the salesperson receives this no, and it causes the salesperson to feel bad, which reinforces the idea that they have to get because they just now they just didn't make a sale. It's one of the interesting, I was, uh, I was doing a training the other day. It wasn't on sales, but I was kind of using this as a, as a metaphor for different kinds of change that we go through, especially in business. Sales is a very interesting thing to learn. Because normally when we learn things, what we want is positive feedback for the correct things that we're doing. And if we get, a, if we get enough positive feedback for the correct things that we're doing in a short period of time, what does it do for us? It builds our confidence and our belief in what we're doing. For sales, that can take a long time for a person. Because you're getting almost all no's in the beginning. You're not getting the positive feedback. So if there is something off in your subconscious mind about how you feel about you or what you do or money or any of this stuff, the person goes into feeling bad and it actually eats away at their self-esteem. They don't feel good about what they're doing. So they lose more sales, which causes them to feel even worse about what they're doing. And I've seen people that had a big, bright, beautiful dream for a business or an idea or something that they wanted to put out there, and because of their lack of skill, they had two problems. One, they didn't have enough money to continue to fund their effort forward. And number two, they just ripped away their own self-esteem because they just kept getting no, 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 no. And it really psychologically affects a person. This is one of the reasons 
why being a salesperson is one of the highest paying professions in the world. And here's the thing. Once you learn to integrate sales where you know as long as you believe in the product, you could sell anything, your stock goes way up. Your stock goes way up because it is the skill set that moves almost everything forward. We're always selling. We're selling ideas. We're selling thoughts. We're selling experiences. We're influencing other people, friends, teachers, partners, you know, people that we come in contact with, business owners, employers, employees. We're constantly selling what we believe in. But part of the key to it is that you have to believe in it you can't really believe that you're doing anything wrong. If, and if at any place you have what's known as a double-binding message, which is basically a value conflict. You want to write that down too. Value conflict. If you think that what you do is good, but sales is manipulative, you have a value conflict. You have a double-binding message. If you think that what you do is great, but it costs too much, value conflict. If you think what you do is wonderful, but it's 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 being pushy towards other people or you don't want to be pushy because that's because sales is being pushy and rude, you have a value conflict. I could probably sit here for an hour and just go value conflict after value conflict after value conflict because the only people that are really taught that sales is an amazing thing are people that grow up in an entrepreneurial family. If you grew up in a middle-class family or a blue-collar family or you were, you know, really broke, sales was always the person that was trying to get your money. Sales was the the person that had the ability to swindle you on something. Rarely do you have, at least from my experience, people that I've talked to have glowing memories of sales experiences as children. What you hear is crazy stories from other people. Slimy salesperson, scuzzy salesperson, the rude salesperson. They didn't like that salesperson. They were rude. They asked me for too much money. You know, um, They have an agenda. We don't hear great stories about salespeople. How often as a kid did you hear your mom or dad say, that salesperson saved my life? They convinced me to buy this thing, and this thing saved my life. It's rare. It's really rare. Really rare. So the stories that we carry as adults when we move into sales are controlling how we believe about it, what we believe about it, how we influence other people. Now take sales off the board for a second. Just communication between you and another human being has its own value conflicts. Middle class people are taught we shouldn't talk to other people about money. We shouldn't ask for things. We shouldn't ask others for what we want. We shouldn't ask people to give us money. We shouldn't tell people what to do. We shouldn't have personal, intimate conversations with anybody other than like your spouse or your parents or something like that, right? And guess what? The second you're having a sales conversation, it's one of the most personal, intimate, 
forthright conversations you could have with anybody. You're going to ask somebody to trust you enough to buy a product or a service for you and then give you money that they have traded their life for because most people trade their time for money. What gets more intimate than that? What gets closer to a person's security, the way that they think about the world, than their beliefs and the money that they've traded their life for? Outside of their family, it's not much. It's not much. And the conflicts that we're raised with around this idea are horrific when it comes to, when you think about how many people don't make it in sales because they have some kind of psychological block or a double-binding message that is literally preventing them from being effective in the arena of sales and having a sales conversation. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. If we're having a sales conversation correctly, the first thing that you need to know is that it's not about telling a prospect anything. 98, 99% of your conversation that you have with somebody should be all questions. Should be all questions. There is both a very realistic reason for this, but there's also a huge psychology reason for this. Here's the reason psychologically for this. Every person is programmed, and you please take notes and don't forget this. It'll Because I, I guarantee you what, some of you need more help than others. Some of you just need a couple of tweaks here and there. And if you hear me say something that might be the exact thing that you're doing wrong, it could totally change your sales, like in overnight. I'm not even exaggerating. Everybody's programmed to answer a question. Everybody is programmed all, every, every place in the world that I've been, people are programmed to answer questions. The only time it's not true is let's say a person's being inter- interrogated by the police or something where they're going to be really resistant. They're going to be really cautious how they answer the question. They don't think to, my, to themselves, should I answer this question? When we ask somebody a question, they think, how do I want to answer the question? So your very first pillar of influence with anybody, whether you're selling or you're talking to your children, is to understand that if you have their engagement, if you have them volunteering information to you, you're influencing. You don't influence when you tell people things. You don't influence when you tell people things. You don't like people telling you things. I don't like people telling me things. It's actually human nature that if somebody starts telling us too much, we put up a resistance to it. Even if it's for our own good, we put up a resistance to it. We get defensive. But when somebody asks us questions and we engage, we do it voluntarily. Resistance is gone. The best way to influence any person is to ask them questions that directly lead to the influence. And I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. But you have to first understand your greatest psychological weapon at the front end of this is that people are programmed to answer questions. They are programmed to answer questions. So here we have you again. 
And when you first think about this, you really should think about yourself. So I'm going to ask you a question. What do you want? It is the first question that I ask in every sales conversation. What do you want? And I'm asking this to all of you right now. What do you want? Everybody wants something, but very few people are actually getting what they want. And one of the reasons that we don't get what we want is because when we were kids, it wasn't okay for us to ask for what we wanted. It wasn't okay for us to want what we wanted. Kids naturally want everything, right? I mean, for those, especially those of you that have kids, you know, they want everything. Parents can't give them everything, but you can only teach your children what was taught to you. And what happens with most parents when their kids start asking for everything is they're like, knock it off. You don't need that. Money doesn't grow on trees. And we start learning over a period of time, especially if you were raised middle class or anywhere in there, over a period of time, it's not okay for you to go after what you want. So you spend your whole life only going after what you need. Only going after what you need. If you don't understand this about yourself, you won't understand it about the person you're trying to sell to. And it's so vitally important to understand this when it comes to the people that you're trying to sell to because here's the truth. This is the, this is the God's truth. Everybody wants something. Everybody really wants something. They just have a difficult time getting to it inside of themselves. An extremely difficult time. If you know how to access it and make it okay for you to want something, you can then influence somebody else to want something, to allow them to bring their natural want to the service, to the surface, I'm sorry, within a sales conversation. And when you do that, your conversation will start to go like magic. It'll start to go like magic. The person will tell you things that they don't tell anybody. They'll be transparent with you. They'll tell you things you don't even want to know. Because you understand how to unlock that inside themselves. I want you to think about something. Here you have the prospect again over here. What do you want? Subconsciously, you have both a need and a want. You have a side that needs. You have to, you need, you have to pay the bills. You have this side that needs, and you have this side that wants. When you start to unlock and make it okay for yourself to want what you want, all of a sudden something very different happens in your life. Success starts to become easy. It'll, it blows people's minds, but it starts to become easy. You see, when we're going after the thing that we need, unless it's an, an absolute survival mode, we're not willing to tap into the side of ourselves that will bring us everything that we want in this lifetime. Because we're coming from survival energy. One of the most amazing discoveries that I made very early on, and the reason that I got into the industry that I'm in, was because it blew my mind to find out how easy success could be if you understood how to change the internal understanding that you were carrying yourself 
about the world, about sales, about people, about money. When it shifts, when it shifts inside of yourself, you have experiences that blow your mind. You find out success is easy. You find out the more money you, the more money you make, the easier it is. See, money is not a difficult thing to earn at all. Although I spent the first 27 years of my life not understanding that because nobody ever taught me that. I mean, after all, money doesn't grow on trees, right? It can't possibly be easy to make a lot of money. I was forever hearing how hard my father worked and how hard my mother worked and why we didn't have things that we wanted and how we were barely getting by. It couldn't possibly be easy to earn a lot of money, right? Right, wrong. Wrong. But it took me having to let go of the idea of just getting by and asking myself a different question. What do I want? If I think it's very important that you all go deeper into this part of the question, okay, I'm going to teach you how to ask the four basic questions you need to influence somebody to make a sale. I'm going to teach you how to get past the objections they have to influence the urgency inside of them that will cause them to buy. But the catalyst to make this work, the key that turns the lock is you setting yourself free to want what you want and to have it energetically. Because if you don't, you're creating a double-binding message that basically says, I have to go after what I need. I have to get in this lifetime, and it doesn't open up the other person. So not only do you ask for what you want, but you can create a life of giving yourself everything that you do want. The more you set yourself free in that place, The more you turn that key, you understand the combination of that lock, you'll be amazed at what happens when you're working with other people. Because it's like this. Once you know the combination inside of yourself, you know the combination inside of everybody else. Everybody else. You know how to turn that dial when you're talking to them. Because it's not just the words which I'm going to give you. It's not just the words. It's the energy behind those words that makes a person feel safe and inspired in your presence to open up to you to tell you what they want. Because you have to nail that first question to create the urgency so that they actually want to say yes to you. Because what they're saying yes to is themselves. Hey, BT again. Thanks for listening to this episode in David's Inner Game of Sales series. Let's keep the conversation going in our Transformation Facebook group. Tell us what's working, what you're struggling with, maybe how your sales have improved by using the simple techniques David is providing. You can find the link to the Transformation Facebook group in the show notes below. And until next week, go make some sales. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.